Christ's church is in the midst of the celebration of his birth nearly 2,000 years ago. And the liturgy takes us on a sort of journey since there are actually four different masses, four different sets of prayers and readings that can be done as we go through Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. This is number three of the four. And so it is that yesterday evening at the Vigil Mass, we began by looking at what led up to the birth of Christ, really what led up to it as we had that long genealogy spanning some 1800 years or so from Abraham to King David to the exile to Babylon all the way up to Mary and Joseph and the birth of Jesus. And we also heard about St. Joseph's response when he had first learned that Mary was pregnant, his confusion, his fear, but what was revealed to him by the angel. So he then knew who this child was and what he should do. And then last night in the mass during the night, we heard about their journey to Bethlehem because of the census. And then how when they got there, there was no room for them in the inn, the place where travelers normally would lodge. So they had to stay where the animals were kept. And there Jesus was born. So he was placed in a very unusual place, in a manger, a feeding trough for the animals. And how at the same time that this happened out in the outskirts beyond the limits of Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks of sheep. And to them appeared an angel who declared to them the good news about the Savior born right there in Bethlehem. And then the whole group of angels praising God. This is where our journey has led us so far. And now as we arrive at the Mass at dawn, well now, it's time for action, isn't it? Because the shepherds say, hey, let's go see this. The angels have told us what happened. The angels have given us this clue that the baby will be lying at a feeding trough. Let's go see. And so they do. And so as we see the shepherds make their journey in, their interaction with Mary and Joseph and others, and as they depart, we do well to take note of three things. The first is that we see that the action is first of all God's action. God acts first. God takes the initiative. This has been true in all of salvation history. Beginning with creation, this was in no way necessary for God, but an utterly free and loving action to make the universe and to make us. And when our first parents had fallen into sin, even then he said, this is not the end, because I will send the seed of the woman, who would be Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, who would be sent to save us. And he acted again and again. And in the incarnation, he acted, as St. Paul said, not in response to anything that we had done as if we had to earn it. He acted first. The Father 
sent the Son to take on our human nature and to be born in Bethlehem. God has acted first. And we respond. The second thing that we notice is that this action of the Lord's, the sending of a Savior, has as its purpose us, you, has as its purpose a tremendous transformation within each of us. We heard St. Paul describing some of the many profound effects that Jesus Christ would bring about in his saving action. How he would give us a new birth a complete new start and new identity, that he would wash us clean in baptism, that we would be justified, we'd be brought into an entirely new relationship with God and with tremendous hope, eternal life ahead of us. All of this and more is why Jesus was born in Bethlehem for you. If you feel that you are living in this, that you're receiving and responding, then there's great cause for joy. If you feel that you're a long way away from this, distance, maybe in need of washing, then this is good news for you. It is for this purpose that Jesus was born. And what a profoundly joyful transforming effects it has upon us. God acts first. The purpose is profound good transformation in us. The third thing is the telling of the message. Do we not hear again and again the shepherds had, been, had heard the, the message given to them by the angel, revealed by the Lord, then they told Mary and Joseph and others who were there, who received that message and responded to it. And then even as they left, they kept telling people, this message it is something we have heard and is something that can burn joyfully within us so that it bubbles up and we want to share it with others. Is that not a natural response? as this great good news has been told to us that we want to tell it to others. And so how natural, as we look upon the shepherd's example, that there is that great African-American spiritual Christmas hymn, go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born.